Well, in this series on The Year with Jesus, we thought previously about the importance of shaping our time around Jesus and not allowing ourselves to drift along with the time and the priorities of the world. One way in which the church has sought to shape time around Jesus is through the liturgical year, or what I'm calling the year with Jesus. We thought about how the Christian year begins with Advent, as we remember that Jesus kept his promise to become one of us at Christmas, and as we also look forward to his coming again one day. Then we have the 12 days of Christmas where we celebrate his birth. And now we're going to think about this season called Lent. The word Lent comes from a Saxon word meaning lengthen due to its being practiced during spring and as the days lengthen. As a season it basically serves Easter Sunday in the same way as Advent serves Christmas Day. As a a time of preparation and anticipation. The season begins with a day known as Ash Wednesday, a day of repentance. But don't forget Shrove Tuesday, aka Pancake Day. While it's not part of Lent, Shrove Tuesday originated as a way of emptying the cupboards in preparation for Lent, a season of fasting. More on this shortly. Lent is around 40 days, excluding Sundays, between Ash Wednesday and Easter Sunday. 40 days is a symbolic time frame in the Bible. Think of Jonah prophesying to Nineveh for 40 days, Ezekiel laying on his right side. See that in Ezekiel 4.6. Elijah fasting for 40 days on Mount Horeb, 1 Kings 19. But perhaps the two stories most important for the season of Lent are that of the Israelites' wilderness wanderings uh, and Jesus fasting for 40 days following his baptism. Jesus was symbolically rewalking the Israelites' wilderness wanderings in 40 days, not 40 years. He entered into our exile in order to bring us home. That's what the rest of his ministry would be about. Of course, we are disciples of Jesus every day of the year, but seasons like Lent give us another opportunity to focus in on an aspect of Jesus' person and work, and an aspect of what it means to be his disciples. We have seasons of fasting, but Lent is a season of fasting and repentance as we think upon all that Jesus has done in his death, his resurrection, and all that he's achieved for us in that. This is not to say that it's a time of hunger, starvation, gloom and emptiness. No, we fast in order to feast. Partly that is literal in terms of giving up food only to eat and enjoy once again. But also it's about giving up food in order that we might enjoy Jesus, the bread of life. Lent is this time of putting sin to death so that we might enjoy Jesus. We might know nothing about Lent. Or we might have some reservations about Lent based on what we've heard from history. Of course, as with many good things, we humans find it easy to abuse things. Same's true of Lent. Some have wrongly used Lent as a way to try and impress God and others. That's not what Lent's about. The problem happens when we take our eyes off Jesus and onto ourselves, whether by thinking that Lent's primarily about us or about impressing God with our good deeds. Now, Lent done rightly is about focusing on Jesus, his power to save and transform us, his call for us to repent, obey, to put sin to death. It's about focusing on his death and resurrection for our salvation and the fullness that we can have in him. Lent is a season of worship and of enjoying the gospel of grace. Why would we not want to spend the season fighting against our sin and fighting for our joy in Jesus? Of course, again, this is not about doing that only for a season. We do this every day, but but doing this in a season, it'll help us, I think, to fight against sin and fight for joy every day of the year. So what will Lent look like for us? 
Well, again, it's going to look different for each of us in our different lives and our different contexts. But uh, we'll definitely want to draw off scripture and some scriptures we might read and reflect upon in Lent might be Luke 4, 1 to 13, 1 John 1, verse 1 to 2, verse 5, Romans 6, Galatians 5, 16 to 24, Luke 9, 18 to 27, Philippians 3, 1 to 11. We might also consider fasting. I hope we have a regular pattern of fasting in place, but we might not. If we don't, then why not consider taking one day a week or, or, or one meal a week, if possible, uh, to fast? We want this to be a season of repentance. Again, we, we repent and we, we turn away from our sin and we turn to the Lord for forgiveness and in faith every day. But it's good to have a season where we, we do think about what it is to be a repenting people. Jesus says, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Again, Lent's not the only time that we seek to deny ourselves and fight sin, but it is a great opportunity to learn lessons that we can carry with us throughout the year. So let's use this as a season to turn from sin and turn to Jesus. We also might want to read books. There's plenty of great books which will help us fight against sin and fight for joy in Jesus. There's The Pursuit of God, uh, The Cross of Christ by John Stott, Mortification of Sin, uh, or there's other books as well. We might think of Christ Our Life by Mike Reeves. Books which help us fight sin and uh, pursue Jesus. And then we might think about how Lent could be a season where we could develop some habits and practices that help us love God and others and push back on sin and evil. And finally, we do want to pray in this season. Is there some sin in our lives that we'd love to see God deal with? Is there some injustice in the world that's on our hearts in which we'd love to see God's kingdom come? Let me finish this little reflection just with a prayer from something called the Valley of Vision. And I'll just pray it for us now. Lord Jesus, give me a deeper repentance, a horror of sin, a dread of its approach. Help me chastely to flee it and jealously to resolve that my heart shall be yours alone. Give me a deeper trust that I may lose myself to find myself in you, the ground of my rest, the spring of my being. Give me a deeper knowledge of yourself as Saviour, Master, Lord and King. Give me a deeper power in private prayer, more sweetness in your word, more steadfast grip on its truth. Give me a deeper holiness in speech, thought, action. Let me not seek moral virtue apart from you. Plough deep in me, great Lord, heavenly husbandman, that my being may be a tilled field, the roots of grace spreading far and wide until you alone are seen in me, your beauty golden like summer harvest, your fruitfulness as autumn plenty. I have no master but you, no law but your will, no delight but yourself, no wealth but that which you give, no good but that which you bless, no peace but that which you bestow. I am nothing but that which you make me. I am nothing but that which I receive from you. I can be nothing but that which grace adorns me. Quarry me deep, dear Lord, and then fill me to overflowing with living water. Amen.